This, 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 this is mythical. Welcome to Ear Biscuits. I'm Rhett. And I'm Link. Joining us today at the round table of dim lighting is YouTuber, filmmaker, and really good friend of ours, Joe Penna, AKA Mystery Guitar Man. You know Mystery Guitar Man. We had the pleasure of uh, and we will have the pleasure of knowing Joe for many years. <laughs> yes, we we still know it. him. We've and have, we're we're have still had friends. That. And, uh, you know, great guy, amazingly talented, and it was cool to talk to him. Right. So, and just in case you don't know about Joe, he exploded on the internet with his popular stop motion video back in 2009, Guitar Impossible. It's or great. guitar, as people are like anywhere but the Guitar? South say. Like you say, guitar. Guitar Impossible. <laughs> And uh, it's got currently over 15 million views. Uh, this kicked off a series of stop motion videos where Joe would play an instrument, almost anything at all really, soda cans, balloons, kazoos, and he would make a stop motion uh, music video out of it. These videos are literally frame by frame, one note at a time, edited together to create a song. Here's a clip of him playing Mozart with root beer bottles via the magic of editing. You really gotta watch the videos to fully appreciate them. And then when you do watch them, there's a level of engagement that, oh, I, it, it kind of comes in waves of, that's cool, whoa, he did this to make that, and then there's like uh, layers of understanding that lead to layers of appreciation of all the stuff Joe does. And one of the interesting things we talked about is how that appreciation that really translated into millions and millions of views back in 08, 09, 2010 isn't necessarily translating into millions and millions of views today and, and we get Joe's perspective on that. Yeah, it, it's an interesting phenomenon. I mean, our appreciation of his work translated into us reaching out to him very early and we talk about this, collaborating on every T-shirt war video we've done, which we've done two. <laughs> yes, so, all two of them. So from the get-go, he was instrumental in in um, in that video for us. But today, you get to hear, and actually for the first time, we got to hear Joe's side of the story of collaborating. You know, I mean, we had exchanged emails, but we met to work on T-shirt war, and there were a couple of facets to his experience that blew my mind. Yes. Uh, uh, specifically a near catastrophic story involving the footage that we never knew about. So he drops a bomb on us oh, yes, he does. in this ear biscuit. But it's okay, because it's, it's many years later, so we were able to uh, survive it. Uh, but he's more than just a stop motion madman. His YouTube channel, currently with 2.8 million subscribers, also features a bunch of short films that he's directed. If you consider short films to be 40 minutes long, I guess technically that's still a short film, but mm -hmm. he's doing that kind of thing, making uh, very cinematic short films on his YouTube channel. So we talked to Joe about those films, including where he's going with all that, what that is working towards, and what he's got in store in the future. And of course, we also talked about his backstory, which was super fascinating, including him telling us the really interesting, I'll call it peculiar, I just, I'll just call it that, technique that he developed to adjust to life in the US having moved as a kid from Brazil. So, uh, like I said, we really enjoyed reconnecting with Joe. I know that you're really gonna enjoy our conversation with him too. But first, we wanna remind you that you can download our new album, Song Biscuits Volume One, one of X, 
X fill in the blank. I don't know how many we're gonna make, but there's one right now. 15 songs, you can get that on iTunes or Amazon. Remember, these are the songs that we wrote in collaboration with other creators based on your suggestions through the Twitters and the Facebook sometimes. Uh, Here's a clip from one of our favorite songs on this album, the 10 Second Rule song featuring Nice Peter. Fifteen songs, guys. So uh, head over to iTunes and download them. Thanks for supporting Entertainment and for rating and leaving a review on iTunes. Also available on Amazon. All right, and now on to the biscuit. First time I rode in an electric car. I'm mm-hmm. trying to like remember all the things because we go way back. Way back. But yeah. the first time I rode in a ele- 100 electric car mm-hmm. was your car. Oh yeah. The Tesla Roadster. Do you still have it? I don't. I sold it. Uh, we moved into, uh, uh, we started renting a place because we were saving up to buy a house. Okay. Um, and we moved into this place where it was before the law required people to allow electric cars to be in, the, you know, hookups, basically. So I couldn't charge my car. Uh, and there were no like places to charge. And it was the, the old Tesla. So... Uh, I couldn't just charge it up in the public chargers either, so it was taking me like two days to charge up my car just out of normal outlets. You know? Oh, so you had to revert. Yeah, so I had to revert back to my ICE oh. internal combustion engine. Yeah, <laughs> well, yeah, no, it's a sad day. I had to ice it up. Yeah, but but now that you've got I, a place, are you going to put a charging station and go yeah, back? Yeah, because I have solar panels in my roof. Um, oh, and awesome. I it would be super cheap for me to go back to electric. So yeah, I'm gonna. Wait until the next. Like, so you have to you, you have to have a special like converter in your garage to like properly charge one. If you want to charge it up fast, yeah. Uh, otherwise, it takes like forty eight hours for you to charge it. Oh, really? And that's not worth it. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Just out of you know normal outlets from the wall. Right. It's like charging up your the battery in your phone if you had a thousand phones in your car. But <laughs> but that you rode in the car right after me, right? Right that day. Uh, or did you not get to ride? I in don't it? know if I actually got. It was into in the it. YouTube space. I think oh, I was just there space. when you when you started it up, and that just meant fit. that just meant getting into it and like pressing a button, and there was no indication that the car was on, and then you just mm-hmm. backed up, and I was like, "The future is here! I don't hear anything." <laughs> you know what? Uh-huh. That's right. I actually didn't ride in your car either. It's just my memory. It was uh-huh. it was so impactful. Mm-hmm. That I felt like I was riding. The, in the first car. time you stood next to an electric car became the first time you rode into it. Yeah. Rode an electric car. <laughs> yeah, I just remember being struck with the same thing. Well, I've you never were standing owned right an electric me. car. Yeah. It's all in your memory. It's all <laughs> yeah, yeah. Your fault now. You, fabri- you fabricated all of this. So, yeah. so you also never had a pilot license because I remember that too. <laughs> I I was starting to get my pilot license. You bailed I, on that too. I no, I didn't Come bail on, on jo- it. You it had a baby. Really Don't blame everything on the baby. <laughs> no one at the pilot license place recognized me, so it, right. was, it started becoming very expensive. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, mystery. What? what? It was. It's like fifteen thousand dollars to get a pilot license here. But you've built up some credits that you can then go back. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. And, and, and I, I did a lot of similar stuff, which counts towards your hours. Um, but then once the baby came around. My wife was like, "No, you're not allowed to ride a motorcycle or or planes oh, anymore." Oh yeah, I used to have a dream of You can't uh, ride in a plane anymore? <laughs> or little planes. Little planes, right? Yeah. I had a dream of uh going up in a ultralight trike and then, you know, my wife gave me the you have children. You have children. What would yeah. happen? Yeah. And I'm like, wow, I'm like, okay. you can take care of them. You're fine. I've oh, seen goodness, you. Joe. Yeah. So Jonah, how old is he now? <laughs> He's 9 months. 9 months. Yeah. So 9 months into fatherhood. You should yeah. know what it feels like by now. I don't sleep anymore. (laughs) (laughs) 
but I wasn't sleeping before, so it's for kind different of different reasons, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but you've already harnessed the power of exploiting him for the for YouTube. <laughs> 100%. <laughs> yes, yes, right? absolutely. Like, Every throw video, the cute baby up there at the end vlog. Now it's not. I don't. I just don't have to wait around for. Yeah. For Joe to start talking about subscribing, now mm-hmm. I got I got I got a good reason. You got a reason, yes. To hang around, right? <laughs> it, we cute, did a video with him Jonah. where I dressed up in a black morph suit and uh, got like little tiny instruments. So basically, yeah. found the smallest cello that there was, and it was about the same size as an upright bass for him, you know. And found all these tiny little instruments, and then did uh, a video where I'm helping him play along, and it was it was so baby fun. band, yeah, and, baby band, and yeah, yeah. his. Uh, we were talking about that. The, the look on his face is that oh, yeah. I'm having a great time. And uh-huh. then I was like, this had to happen over the course of a few days. Unless you just no. have a baby that has an incredible personality. Attitude. He, attitude. We do. We got very I'm lucky. sure he's got a great personality too, but attitude's If right you had have tried that video with baby Link, <laughs> A, it would have never happened. It would have been, been different for, just it would have been crying. funny for a different reason. Yes. Every every like picture of me as like a kid, once I was aware of pictures of me were being taken like against that like Kmart backdrop, <laughs> every single one for like four oh, the laser years. laser backgrounds. Was, oh yeah. Mm-hmm. I was like, Red faced in tears, like I hated it. And Lando, <laughs> well, that's where Lando gets it Lando from. refuses to have his picture taken. Lando it's like, will not take part in any sort of. Uh, you'd think I was the paparazzi, and he was like <laughs> John Travolta. No, yeah, mm-hmm. you couldn't do that video with Lando now. But it would be a great video if you did it. But mm-hmm. it would be like people would think it was abuse. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just a baby crying and so not you're telling me. There. Jonah, that was all like in one shoot session. Was all, three he was hours. Happy. Yeah, he was there for three hours. He hates getting his clothes changed, so that was annoying for uh, him. So by the a, end of it, he was like, "I don't want to do this anymore." Uh-huh. Um, but was Sarah like behind the camera? Yeah, like, she was right next man. to the camera. Yeah, all the like for a long time, we still had the audio from the camera, and uh, yeah. it was just Sarah going, "Look at me!" Oh yeah. Yeah. You should you should have had like a reverse on her and not told her. Yeah, this is what it takes. And just posted that. Uh-huh. Like, to work that with a small the, child. That's a great behind the scenes. I was worried just, like, that he was going to be uh, uh, scared, you know, because I'm wearing a, a black morph suit. But he was just like laughing at me. And half the time he was just like looking up at me, being like, what is going on behind me? Like, Was your face uh, covered too? Yeah, it was a whole, oh, the whole thing that was would, covered. Oh, yeah. that that, you know what? That would have freaked, freaked me out. Even a normal child would have been freaked out. So oh, you've got yeah. something special on your hands. We do, yeah. You have an extraordinary boy uh-huh. and of course you named it Jonah so that you could then gift the channel to uh to your JP, JP channel yeah, that's the only him. reason yes <laughs> we'll say that again no yeah it was um we didn't realize this until later but it was it's half my name half her name we we Brangelina'd our kid oh yeah. you know oh, what and you didn't even know it we didn't even know it because uh, my name is Jonathan uh-huh and her name is Sarah so Jonathan Sarah Jonah Jonah yeah yeah you, but well, that's so, a great realization. Yeah. From now on, you should just say that was intentional. Oh yeah, yeah, it was totally on purpose. But, and we will, you know, of course, it'll be on this podcast. That we were going to name him Brangelina, but um, <laughs> my wife ex-named that. Would have been a little weird. So you're gifting the channel yeah. now. So now YouTube.com/slash/JP is no longer your second channel. Right. It's it's his channel mm-hmm. and mom's channel. And mom's, is, yeah. is that really how it's going to work? Really, but, a mom's channel. Yeah. But you're basically like putting him to work. I mean, like officially. <laughs> I mean, we've he's got to he's got to get to it. Right. right. Yeah. Yeah. It's expensive having a baby. <laughs> yeah, he's got to buy cribs. He's got to pay for himself at least. I've got he's got to pay invoices. for that pilot license for you. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> well, let, I mean, with all this baby talk, let's go back to you. Let's do it as a baby. Me as a baby. You as a baby. Ooh. Where? Well, you were born. I was born in Brazil. More specific. In Sao Paulo, in Brazil. Um, big city. 
And then we moved out to the suburbs of Sao Paulo, a little, little, little tiny city that you I were, recently went back to visit. And you've got siblings. I think we met your, your sister. sister. My sister, yeah, North yeah. Carolina, but she's younger. So you were like uh-huh. the first kid of I was the first kid of three. three. Uh huh. And then my little brother is in high school now. Okay, and that's yeah. that's the the third three of you guys. Uh huh. Yeah, that's the three of us. So, um, so you're in you're in Brazil, uh-huh. and uh, what, what was your dad doing at the time? My dad was an engineer. He he was an engineer. My mom was a school teacher, and you know he wanted us to to have a uh, an education here, an American education to learn English. You know he was seeing that English was an important thing. He spoke enough to get around. You know, but he's like, if if they have a, an American college degree, they can come back to Brazil and make like five times as much money. And, you know, if they speak English, that would be good for them. So we moved here, um, first to Massachusetts. And you were how old? I was 11, turning into 12. Hmm. So, yeah, a very great time to move. (laughs) And so what do you remember about the move? What was your mindset? It's cool that, I mean, that a a big part of the motive was for you and your siblings, you know? But how did you feel about it? I... I was I was excited about it. You know, at first I was like, I don't want to move. I've got my friends here. But then, you know, I started thinking about my future. And it was the very first time as a kid, because as a kid, you don't think about your future. You know? The very first time that I'm like, oh, okay, this, this makes sense. This will be good in the long run. It'll hurt a little bit right now. I'll have to lose my friends. I'll have to like learn English. You know, I, I knew two words, welcome and balloon, and that was it. <laughs> in welcome fifth, and balloon. Oh, yeah, yeah. You, from you were like, good at welcoming balloons. I was, yeah, yeah. The welcome balloons, you know, but that's that's where I got it from. <laughs> and so how did you, uh, you know, what was the process of, of yeah. learning English like? So we we moved out from that kind of area to closer to my dad's job, which was far away from any Brazilian community. So I didn't know anybody, you know, I... You know, there was a, the Spanish kids in school, you know, the Puerto Ricans, a lot of Puerto Ricans in Massachusetts too, but I never fit in with those kind of people or the Americans. So I tried to assimilate as much as possible. I started, uh, I tried out for the baseball team and baseball isn't a thing that is in Brazil. Like I didn't even know the rules. There were 24 No, no kids. soccer team? You didn't, uh, right? you didn't do that? That would have been the logical choice. Yeah, I know, right? I, I never played soccer. That's why I got kicked out of Brazil. Uh, <laughs> really? <laughs> uh, no, I, I was never any good at it, no. Um, so, you know, we tried out, there were 24 people, I think, who tried out for the baseball team and 22 made it. I didn't play, I didn't play baseball that year. <laughs> you I were was, one, of, I the, was one, one of, of the two. two. Do you remember the other person? <laughs> I do. He was, he was really, really large. He was like, I think over 200 pounds okay. for a high school student. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It was, it was very big. Yeah. Right. Um, yeah. So I tried to assimilate as much as possible. Like I, I thought that. Uh, being American and being preppy so I went to like American Eagle and I bought a bunch of preppy clothes and I put them on and then I got a couple compliments like oh yeah nice shirt man and then the next day because I got a couple compliments I wore the same shirt and then people Ooh. were like, well, no, that's the same shirt you were wearing yesterday. I was like, oh, but, 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 but I washed it. It was awesome like, it yesterday. <laughs> that's not cool today. It had man. a big eagle on it yesterday and it's it still does today. And I was the, the youngest kid in school because I, I skipped sixth grade. So I, I, you know, a double bad for me. You know, right. So, yeah. In it's, your draw my life, you said that you would go to the supermarket and talk malls. Yeah, you would go, go to the to mall and talk to strangers to random malls. I, I would drive out to like malls that I would never go back to ever again because I knew that I'd know anybody there. And so we're, we're would, talking you're uh, uh, 16 by that time. Yeah, if you're 16, driving 17, around. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so you've been around. You'd been in the U.S. for five, six years, for a while, but yeah, I'm you, you're, you're like, shy. I'm still trying to master this thing. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Because um, it made me very shy. 
uh, not being able to talk to anyone, not being able to have any. I was kind of like the loner kid, you know, me and, and like three other guys in school. So like I haven't been back to any high school reunions or anything like that because I, I didn't have friends. Really. But what was the mall technique? The mall technique, I would just go back to to any mall that I would never go back to ever again and talk to random strangers and come up to them and shake their hand and say, hey, uh, I'm a very shy person and I would like to, to talk to you up to Yes, that's that's it to talk to you. That's this is so <laughs> counterintuitive, though. Yeah. To to be shy, but to be willing to go to a random mall and talk yeah. to a stranger, because that's something that a lot of normal mm. non shy non shy people do. would have a difficult time yeah. doing. Yeah, and, and I figured that that was like the hardest challenge for me. And I I read somewhere that was like if you if you what is it like it was like if you're afraid of spiders, just like buy yourself a tarantula. You know, if you're afraid of, of this and that, it's like, I'm afraid of talking to people. I'm just going to go and talk to random strangers. And it's Massachusetts, Western Massachusetts. A lot of them weren't very kind. Right. But, you know, it's like, what are you trying to sell me, kid? I, I don't know. Are you trying to rob me or something? Really? Yeah, yeah I got a lot of that. Uh, but, you know, every once in a while, uh, you know, I started learning the little techniques to talk to people. So, like, when you approach somebody, you, you don't approach them head on. You don't say, hey, I'm here to talk to you. You kind of approach them to the side and you ask them a question that is that has a time of, okay, do you know what time it is? Or something like that. Or like, oh, do you know where I can find uh, the Best Buy around here? And then they answer something like that. It's like, oh, do, do you think that Best Buy or Circuit City is better? And then you start turning in towards the person. <laughs> well, we know the answer to that. Yeah, well, yeah Best Buy went <laughs> Not up. at the time. It's like, yeah. oh, well, well, oh, really? Because I, I bought this thing over there at Circuit City and I thought that it was okay. And then you start getting to a conversation with somebody. You kind of naturally start getting into it. But you know, you know it's, it's <laughs> so weird because you sound like either like a weird evangelist or a weird, <laughs> like uh, there would be salesmen uh-huh. who, there's, I mean, back in North Carolina, I would Amway. go into, you'd go into the Barnes and Noble and you'd be like, they, w- they would hang out in certain places, mm. certain types of salesmen. And you'd be like in looking at magazines or books yeah. in Barnes and Noble and someone would come up and start talking to you and it would rest assured it would be a salesman a pitch or something it would be a sales pitch like avon yes really it, amway it was almost I been always paid for all this it was you almost always paid. the, Am, oh, the amway on. guys because uh-huh. in, in What's Am, amway amway uses well they also go by another another name but it's essentially like it's a pyramid scheme mm. uh you get some you get people multi-level marketing multi-level yeah, yeah it's multi, <laughs> multi-level marketing uh-huh. And I think they, it covers a wide variety of products, but, yeah. but there's they had always a this a, a initial technique that you're in this conversation yeah. and you're like, what, it's why is this guy talking like to me person. in this way? Yeah, yeah. But for you, it was just because I need to, I need to break through yeah. my shyness. At first, a lot of people were like worried that I was going to sell them something. You know, people yeah. are like, no, really, what, what do you have to sell to me? I'm like, no, I just wanted to talk to you about the movies that are going did on. Did it you help know? or did you give up on it? No, it helped. It helped a whole lot. So you you like became a master of this. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, 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 mean, I don't think... you knew think... the techniques, like the approaches, the Circuit City banter. The Circuit City. Oh, yeah. I don't think that I would be married to Sarah today had I not done this. You met her in a mall? I just met to, her at a mall, and I, no, you I just like her. sidled up to her. It gave me the the social skills to be able to talk to people, you know, especially women, because I was <laughs> very very worried about talking to women because I was like, ah, they're gonna think that I'm hitting on them or something. Did your parents use the side pro, the, the side projection thing? That that's how you, right. So right. Hey, just separate from doing the this? side. Um, yeah, yeah, they they knew. I, you know, I told them like I'm, I'm gonna go to the mall. And but I don't think that they knew that why I was going to and the mall. talk to strangers and talk to strangers at length. <laughs> uh-huh. Do you think they would have? 
Do you, would they have described you as, yeah, yeah uh, Joe's working on his, uh, you know, his social skills. Would that mm. would they have known that that's where you were at at the time, if or would they have been really surprised to know that this is how you were kind of treating yourself? I don't know. I think they were just glad that I was out of my room because there was like a whole summer that I didn't leave, and I was just on this this website, you you something YouTube, like the <laughs> the entirety of it. I was just there, you know. Uh, it was even before YouTube actually. So I I was like, oh, I was in the UnitedTI.org websites, which was the calculator. Uh, programming websites, you know, I I have like three thousand posts in in one of those websites. I was moderator. I wrote a whole operating system for the TI eighty three in assembly. Really? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I I was. And what does the operating system do? It it, it just um, y- you can flash it so that basically it's like you know if you took out like like the Fire Phone, the Amazon Fire Phone is basically mm-hmm. an Android mm-hmm. that's switched around to to be just Amazon stuff. So I would. Like I coded uh, Mario levels and Mario, Super Mario Brothers and like a lot of, and I started seeing other kids playing it, you know, so it kind of became like my first experience with viral stuff, you know. You I put made it up like online. a Mario game on a TI-83? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And people could download it from that from that forum? From the website, yeah, TI-Calc, yeah, and things like that. I'm sure that That's there amazing. are at least three guys out there that are like, oh my God, I play that game. You so know? how did you, yeah, because that was the other thing I, I wanted to kind of crack open Yeah, is... You know, we know the way that you've approached your YouTube career, and yeah. it's very technical and mechanical. And there's like a uh, methodical. Yeah, there's an engineering programmer right. sort of scientific approach. Uh-huh. So, so the way that was kind of coming out as a kid was mm-hmm. getting into things like this, like yeah, programming yeah. the calculator. Definitely, yeah. And I wanted to. I mean, if it's, I've I've heard my videos described as surgical. And yeah. it's interesting because I was in in med school and I was gonna I was about to get into med school and I was gonna be a surgeon. Mm-hmm. Um, so so yeah, it's so very that would be grad school. So just to connect the dots from high school, yeah, you I, you I went to pre med uh, and you you mass. Okay, so mm-hmm. you moved to Boston. Yeah, yeah, I moved to Boston and, and you took your TI eighty three calculator. Took it with I took the eighty nine at that point actually. Ooh, yeah, oh, wow, I, that's I, I, big stuff. Yeah, it's big stuff. Yeah, <laughs> I, there's a lot of uh, calculus stuff. So, so four years pre med. Uh-huh. Yeah, I mean, describe. I was in a five year. It was three years for pre med and then two years for to get my master's so that I could start right away. Um, and I was taking a lot of extra classes for that, so mm-hmm. I didn't have much time during high school during college. I mean, to be doing YouTube. Uh, which is when you know I got started for me, but I still did it. You know, I was exhausted, and I would still be like editing videos, and I'm like, why am I doing this? And I realized, well, that and why I why, why did you choose that though? Why why did you choose, you know, become a surgeon? Was there like a family mm. expectation of like no. my dad moved us here so that mm-hmm. we could be successful, and I feel. Oh obligated to do something that's big. a big yeah. job. Yeah, you know, you hear that, you know, doctors and lawyers and like those kind of things are, is is what you should be, you know. And yeah, my I saw how much my, da, my dad sacrificed, you know, because he used to be an engineer in Brazil. And then when he got here, he would wake up at three o'clock in the morning, deliver newspapers, and mm-hmm. then go and work at a pizza place all day, you know, while he was looking for a job. Mm. Uh, yeah. It was 2001, uh, 2000, no, 2000. Uh, yeah, 2001, it was right after the recession because of 9-11 hit and things like that, you know, mm-hmm. so he couldn't find a job anywhere. Um, and so, you know, it was tough uh, for a really, really long time mm-hmm. um, when when we first got here. So I was like, I got to do something big, you know, so I figured surgery, surgeons, surgeons make a lot of money, 
right? I'll do that. Right. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of where the ambition, yeah. you're an ambitious guy to begin with, but the way it was directed was right. based on that sort of sense of obligation. Yeah. And Plus then, I love uh, biology too. So. Yeah. So, and you know, you had, you know, your dad being an engineer, you, it sounds like you had that, that mindset, that ability—you had, yeah. you had the brains for this thing. I mean, you're, cal- mm-hmm. you're, you're, you're making Mario on a, on a, on a calculator. Uh-huh. Um, I, I will. I small aside here. I did make a choose your own adventure Merle Haggard game on oh a TI eighty two, but it had <laughs> was no it like a text one. It, it, it was basic? it was all text. It had no. Uh-huh. It had, had some no graphics. I started with the basic it, stuff. it had a couple of little graphics. Yeah. Like when you t- we, you, had you had to had rescue to... Merle Haggard from prison because oh, he was really? imprisoned at one point. Uh-huh. And in my advanced math class, the only thing I did was work on this game. At the end of the year, it was uh-huh. on like my calculator, and then I like transferred it to links and. It's, and I oh, had that in cable. college for yeah. a long time. T eighty two, yeah. That's and, a tough and, one. And I, I had that the processing power. And I had that game on there. And then one of these days, someday, you know, the calculator got lost. But yeah. it was no Mario. I don't know. I, I can't even begin <laughs> well, to imagine how we you didn't did have, that. We didn't have know about that website. You could have uploaded it, and it could have gone viral. Could have probably half as much as Joe's. Yeah, stuff, there's a lot of demand for Merle Haggard at prison huge. games. Yeah, so yeah, the parallel three Merle Haggard. So the parallel story of. You know, when you're going mm-hmm. off to college, from like a uh, social standpoint of yeah. you kind of this mall regimen of kind of <laughs> adapting to, yeah, uh, you know, interpersonal communication. Yeah, w- where were you at that point? Like going off to college, that had to have been a milestone. Yeah, I was a lot better then. Uh, I was a commuter uh, to college, so I I didn't have. It still was difficult for me. You know, um, we I ju- we just didn't have the money for me to live. Mm-hmm. there you know uh and it was close enough it was 40 minutes away so you know 40 minutes there for minutes back but even in okay so the i mean you're you created your channel you called it mystery guitar man yeah right off the bat so yeah. it's like you guitar glasses right. right from the start so what went into that there's no uh-huh. there wasn't a pre-med in there that wasn't that was the pre-med guitar man so <laughs> thankfully so give us the story of the start of the channel and the yeah. glasses. At the time, there were um, people who were doing these, like Lisa Nova and Little Loca, who were doing like these kind of, um, what's it called? Uh, like uh, characters on YouTube, you know? And I was like, okay, what could be my thing? Um, and I shot my first like little vlog of me just talking to the camera. I think I didn't even put it up. And my the iris on my camera was broken, so I had my glasses on. I, I I did put that one up, yeah. I had my glasses on. I was like, oh, you know, glasses, mystery, you know. So I put in mystery, uh, and and that was taken. It was, so mystery man, that was taken. Uh, I looked around. There was a guitar sitting there. I was like, okay, mystery guitar, that was taken. Mystery guitar man, that was the only thing that was because <laughs> you needed to. You had to. It's one of those things. You got to create your yeah. username, and then it's. Yeah, I'm gonna do it right now. Process of elimination. It was four o'clock in the morning when I signed that up because that's when I received the welcome to YouTube email. I I kept everything. You know. <laughs> Right. Including every single time someone subscribed to me, I can search for that. Yeah, and then and then that's been it's been your trademark. Yeah, the sunglasses yeah. have been your trademark. Yeah, yeah. I, I wish that Oakley would see that, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, it's been it kind of became my thing, you know, because I did a couple of videos without the glasses, and people were like, no, no, you, like put the glasses back on, like you you need to to keep them on. <laughs> From like a branding standpoint, like, people yeah, just liked no, it. People like, they didn't like your eyeballs. Yeah, people like yeah, your eyeballs are weird. Like, put put your glasses back. <laughs> <laughs> but not are you are you just being funny? Or are you being for real? No, for real. I got I got those kind of comments all the really? time. Yeah, well, yeah, well, yeah, you'll yeah. get all types, I guess. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And at the time, I, I didn't have the thicker skin that I have nowadays. You know, because YouTube back then wasn't 
as you know wasn't hidden by anonymity it was kind of like a you know everyone was like oh i love this video but everyone was super positive and then you know you get a couple of the mean ones and that's all you can focus on you know even though there are a hundred like oh that's a great video there's one that's like oh, i see the green screen on the top right at, at one minute and 15 sure, seconds yeah, right it's like ah oh, you know that guy gets you yeah. so so you so you're telling me that you happen to be wearing sunglasses in yeah. like a first vlog that you did mm-hmm. but then you decided it wasn't a thing. You just did it. Yeah, it was. But then when you yeah. when you didn't do it, yeah, people were like saying mean things about your eyeballs. Yeah, not not only but, that, but not only the mean things, but like oh, like your name is Mystery Guitarman. You should keep the glasses on the whole time, you know, and like so comments like that. Not only just mean things, but also but, just but maybe the mean comments kind of reinforce. Okay, it's like well, right, right, because the mean I comments can, are the only thing you can remember really. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah you focus on the one you out do. of one thousand, whatever. Exactly. I, I definitely get that. So it's, mm-hmm. it ironically reinforced something that which which was good branding advice in yeah. some sense. It's because it's not yeah. people like things to latch on to. Plus, it's great for me when I'm at VidCon if uh, if I want to get to from A to B from one panel to the other, I can just remove the glasses and and I'm a real life Clark Kent now. <laughs> <laughs> You're the except, opposite. Except yeah. the opposite. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. it's amazing. Mm-hmm. And it also, I mean, it helps. Uh, you're able to, to monitor yourself constantly with no, with no one knowing. Oh yeah! Oh my god! That's so useful. especially when I've done TV shows where I can just read. Literally, I can just tape a, a little thing to the screen, and and you know, right now I'm looking at you, but I could be looking at him, and no one will yeah. ever know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And so then, okay, how did you begin to make that transition into making the kinds of videos that became your hallmark? Like, where did that idea? Yeah, yeah. Well, I started learning more about editing, you know, so I wanted to push editing. At the time, you know, there were a couple people doing like cool editing tricks and After Effects things, you know, and I'm like, I want to get into that, you know. So I started doing videos with clones, uh, you know, you definitely see the seam in the middle because the camera is not, in, it's in autofocus or whatever, you know. Uh, and then I said, okay, what's wrong with this? Like, what? why didn't this work? And I would search it up and I wouldn't find anything. And I was, okay, so I would try three or four different things. Literally, my vlogs would take about an hour to shoot, hmm. even though they were about 15 seconds, 20 seconds long, because I would say a bunch of things. I'd go back to the edit and I'd be like, I don't know, that didn't work. And I would say a bunch of other things and then go back to the edit. And then I'd get bored and I'd just go, ah. and I was like, okay, I'll just put that in. That's fun, you know? Right. Um, and yeah, so it kind of became a style where like I would shave a frame off of everything and see what that sounded like. Mm-hmm. So you start learning like, okay, on the S's, as soon as you say that's, you can cut on the O, you got to let that go a little longer, you know? Mm-hmm. You start learning literally like to the frame editing for the vlogs. And then you come out with the guitar impossible. Yeah, yeah. It was... Uh, there were a few stop motion things before that. Right, not as fancy. Like toying with like parking meters. Right, right, Or... Right. Things like that. Right, yeah, yeah. But, but then this, I mean, that was the big one. Did you know, uh, I think this is going to be a big one? I, I, I told myself that. Yeah, I was working at, a, at an editing house at the time. And I was like, stop motion with people. Like, it's been done here and there. There's a guy called Paul versus uh, uh, Steve or something. Like, I forget what it was called. Like, where they're fighting around in stop motion. I was like, that's cool. But there's no musical element to it. You know, like, I think it, it'd be cool to do something big. And at the time, YouTube used to handpick videos to go on the front page. Mm-hmm. Remember, the f- getting featured was like a big thing. Did you guys ever get featured, by the way? Yeah. On the front page? I think you guys a couple times, right? Yeah, that we had. Technically, uh, the first feature for us was called the Unibrow song. Yeah, the Unibrow oh, yeah? song. They yeah. wanted to feature Rhett's son doing like a, a rant about a basketball game, Wolfpack versus Tar Heels, mm-hmm. but we ask them not to do it to to, to feature features, something yeah. that oh, was, to feature something else that, that we were cool. trying to yeah. do 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah and that was actually. very, yeah, it was really important back in those days. Oh, yeah, it was huge because, you know, that's the front page of YouTube. YouTube is is appearing everywhere. Dane Cook talked about it on SNL, and we were like, oh, my gosh, Dane Cook talked about it. And, like, real, this is real But now. were you already in L.A. at that point? No, I was still in Massachusetts. Okay, so you're still in, so, okay, so yeah. I want to make sure that we connect the dots between, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, school and, and uh-huh. L.A. Yeah, so still, you're still in school. Still in school, still and, in Massachusetts. And then, and then when working on this yeah. really ambitious guitar video. Yeah, and that right before that video, I told my dad, can I take a year off of school? Or six months, I said, uh, six months off of school because I want to try this YouTube thing out, try this video thing out, you know? Hmm. And then I got myself a job at making horrific amounts of money uh, editing for some guy, you know, off of Craigslist or something. But that gave me a lot of experience in... in actually switching to Final Cut from Vegas. You what would your time. dad say? I thought that he was going to be super mad at me, but he was like, do it for a year. You know, And then it. you got that job. Yeah, yeah. And, and I was, he's like, if you don't do it, you're going to regret it for the rest of hmm. your life. You know, so uh, there are things like that dad. in my life. Yeah, yeah. He said, there are things like that that I regret in my life that I wish I, I could have tried. Hmm. And my yeah. life would have been different nowadays, you know, so do it. Yeah, you know? yeah. And what were you editing for the dude that you were getting overpaid? Just like... Uh, he was doing like thousand dollar music videos and things like that, you know, just like kind of ripping off a lot of artists uh, back then. Um, and I could see, you know, that it was they, they weren't good shooters that he was using. So mm-hmm. um, I would try my best to to fix as much of it in in post as possible, <laughs> you know, and to like add a lot of spice to those videos, you know. I and then if in I your could spare, find them maybe spare time, you were you were hitting YouTube harder, right, and you had right, right. this brainchild of an idea, right? Yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna play what, Mozart. Mozart. Yeah, yeah. So I, I do the video, and I. So that was video. You played each individual note, and then yeah. you just you would like play I'd it move. and wait, move, play it, play the next, pluck right. the next string. I had a, like a giant a sheet music in front of me where I'd be like, okay, the C sharp is done, <laughs> you know, and now the the D is done. And like, you just kept the camera rolling constantly. Mm-hmm. It so was it was like twelve like... hours of video, yeah, on <laughs> DV tape. Mm-hmm. 12 hours. Really? 12 hours? 12 hours of video because I would play the same note a couple different positions, a couple different times, you know. Yeah. And then you had to develop a catalog even to find every note if you had 12 hours of... No, I did them, I did them sequentially. Well, that helped. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So then it was I just cutting out all the just facts. Just cutting out all the facts, exactly, yeah. Ah, and smart. then, <laughs> you know, timing it out to the song, you know. So I, I did it at a BPM where it, like, so like two frames is a quarter note, four frames is... There's some math involved know, yeah, here. Yeah, a lot of math involved. Yeah, I wish, you know, I had scripts back then for for stuff, you know. Um, uh-huh. So I, I did it all. I finished the video and I throw in this little snippet at the end where I'm singing Flat of the Concords, you know, it's business time, you know, yeah. just for fun, you know, because I like doing that, you know, throwing some, out... Something, yeah. Yeah. So then I go to sleep and I put the video up and I'm exhausted because it's I, I'm up for so long and I'm like, oh my gosh. I wake up and it has 150,000 hits. And I'm like, 150,000 people saw this. That's incredible. That's while like, you were sleeping. While I was sleeping. That's like <laughs> that's two a, or three stadiums full of people, you know? I was... I was amazed. So, I, like, I had to get to work that day. So, I get to work and I'm like, oh, look, 100. And by that time, it was like 300 and something. I'm like, look at this. It, it's blowing up. It's, it's, this is going to work. And, he, and we were walking back from lunch and he points at a homeless guy. He goes, listen, man, you stop it with this online crap. Like, you, you have to focus on doing real work. Music videos. This is your boss talking. This is my boss talking. Yeah. He goes, you, you have to do real videos, stuff that's going to go up on MTV and VH1. 
because this is just a waste of time and I was late, you know? So I was like 10 minutes late. That's why he was giving me the spiel. He's like, you're going to end up like that guy if you keep doing this YouTube thing. And then the guy goes, don't listen to him. He's like, you YouTube.com is where it's at. <laughs> I'm on there right now. And he rolls over and there's a laptop yeah, and he's, he's watching, watching video. your video. <laughs> <laughs> 300,000 and one. Good job, buddy. I love what you did with this one. He was a MySpace star though. So. <laughs> uh, yeah, so that was, that was, uh, that was when I quit. You know that I I finished that day and I was like, you know what, I'm I'm gonna do it that day. That well, no, I I, I took a couple extra very good paying jobs. <laughs> right. Okay. Uh-huh. But it wasn't that day. But I wanted to quit that day. You quit. So it counts. You quit, and then what? And then I I did another video, and then another one, and then another one, um, and then I got picked to do this fiesta movement thing where they give you a car for six months, and I moved had you on. done the video with Toby. Where it was the two, yes, you had done yeah. that one before that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where like uh, he uploaded half of a video and then I uploaded half of a video. You play them at the same time. The, yeah, yeah. You hit play on one and then there's a countdown and then you hit play on mine. And then, you know, so like I was playing around stuff like that. And I had recorded a video and I sent Toby the video and then he, it's Toby. You know, so he was nuts. He was like jumping all around the screen and he was like coming up to the camera and getting in Because it was way. a guitar duel where it was timed out where if you play both videos, yeah. you guys are playing back and forth, dueling with each other. Exactly, yeah. Mm-hmm. But he's, so his performance is a Toby well, it was, performance. It was a Toby performance and I'm like, and I, I just look like a zombie next to him, you know? And I'm like, I gotta, I gotta re-record my stuff. So I kept the audio and I re-recorded all my video where I'm kind of matching his level of enthusiasm, uh-huh. you know? And people are like, oh, my God, this is awesome. So that, that kind of helped me to, like, kind of be more animated. more animated. Toby gave videos. you your stage presence. Yeah, yeah. Toby's <laughs> Toby's manic, what do you call it? Like, state of being. Well, it's, it's funny. That you, I think it, we just call it Toby now. Oh, it's just Toby now? <laughs> it's funny, though, like, when you see yourself. Like, what were the chances that you were going to literally see yourself next to someone and be able to compare? Right? It's like the perfect recipe for uh-huh. innovating. Right. And then realizing, like, okay, I'm gonna, yeah. you know, and so that's like one of your signature things. And that happened like a lot, you know, where like I, I took you guys' songs and and put it into my stuff, you know, and like sounding songs, you know, I, I, I recorded a a country song that ended up in one of my one of my videos that literally I just was singing what you guys were singing, you know, <laughs> it was going, it was just supposed to be playing out of the radio, you know, so Doing stuff like that. The Ford Fiesta thing was like a. This was oh, a, a, a sponsorship. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a free car, free insurance, free gas. So I did, I was like, I will never do, have the chance to do this again. Uh, so I'm going to drive all around the country. So I, I would tweet out, hey, I'm in Philadelphia. Who's got a, a room for me? And someone would tweet back, hey, come come to me. And I would follow them. They'd DM me their address. I would show up. Sometimes it'd be creepy. <laughs> <laughs> How creepy did it get? I got a little creepy one time, um, but it's all right. Uh, it was just a, a misguided person. Um, oh, it's okay. I was single. You're the uh, one. You're the one replying to the tweets. Who's misguided? I know. I know. I know. I know. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so you know, I would just drive all around the country. It took me about a month to get to L.A., and I had about. 60 bucks left on me? No, it was 160 bucks but left that, on me. But the plan was to get to LA? To get to LA and to see if I could find an apartment. Um, and I was hoping to have like $800, $900 on me. Uh, but, you know, I, there was a lot of cities in the middle of the country that no one responded to. So I had to find like a travel lodge or whatever like that, you know? Right. Uh, so I, a friend of mine is in Vegas. He's like, hey, I've got two rooms in Vegas. A friend of mine can show. So I've got an empty room here in Vegas 
do you want to come to Vegas? And I'm like, I'm, I'm not a Vegas guy, but but I know how to live in LA now. So I go to Vegas and I play poker until I get to $900. What? Yeah. And I, so you started with I started 60. with one, 160. Yeah. 160. Or something like, I forget exactly how much. Um, I've looked up because I have a very bad memory. But I go back to LA and I have literally $50 left of me after I pay my, I, I convinced the lady to not have me pay my security deposit first and last. I was like, you are one room away from full occupancy in your building. You need to just, I, I promise that I'll be good for it next month. You know, I, I will give you the money. And then I and wasn't. And if not, I'll take you to Vegas and we can play a little poker. <laughs> right, I can play a little, I mean, that's how I pay for so my that's college your, books. That was your first month's rent. That was my first month's rent, yeah. The $900 and that you won yeah, in poker. I had $50 left. I was sleeping on the floor. I was stealing my neighbor's Linksys Wi-Fi without a password on it. I was like, I was, I set up a, a little extension cord from the hallway into my bedroom so that I can, I can keep editing and, and things like that and, and charge up my camera and things. I went to like soup kitchens and. So you didn't have an elect, your electricity was off. It was off. And yeah. you would just use the hall outlet. Yeah. For your laptop. Uh, I'd be sitting out there. Where was this apartment? It was, it, do you know Chris Thompson? Yeah. Yeah. Uh -huh. He, uh, it was his like apartment building. Uh, he was he was uh, upstairs and I was downstairs. Uh, the video called Looping Around, you can see. Yeah, okay. Uh, I was walking around that. I think the first building. time we came, we saw you in LA. It was, you were you were in that apartment still. You stayed in there a while. Yeah, but yeah. But there was, a, I remember you had electricity. I, I <laughs> eventually, eventually I got electricity, yeah. What, it was because actually um, I got an offer from two friends of mine to fly out to North Carolina. <laughs> it was such a godsend. Uh, you know, like you guys have no clue how much that like changed my life because I I I was zero. I was down to like negative amounts on my bank account. And, and we guys... never knew this. The, the funny thing yeah. is we did at the time. But, we, yeah. we, we, we didn't know, I, I've inferred some of it that like, wow, I, you know, Joe was, he was broke. I like was in really, other really interviews broke, you yeah. did. But even I guess now you're kind of clarifying something that we didn't, yeah. did not know until this moment. Oh yeah, yeah. I, I was really, really broke. I, I considered asking you guys for like my bag check fee. You know, I was like, no, but they're, they're doing so much already, you know? Well, and, and, and let, well, let's give our side yeah, of the yeah, story. Yeah. <clears throat> we, I remember we were, we were shooting, we were in Coleman, Alabama. We were shooting the Epic and Honest mobile home commercial, which is one of, one of my favorites that mm -hmm. we made. It's like in the middle of nowhere, Alabama, but we're, mm -hmm. we're staying in Birmingham, which is not, which is a nice place. I remember we were in this nice hotel and we were, um, because our sponsor like put us up there. Yeah. And I, I remember we were having the conversation there and we called you, we, we got you on the phone mm -hmm. by that point because we had decided to do this t-shirt war thing, which we had a t-shirt sponsor on board and then we came up with the idea, stop motion t-shirts, what we came up with the idea. Yeah, yeah. And once it was a stop motion idea, I was like, this guy, Joe, he's like, I had seen, uh, everyone had seen Guitar Impossible mm -hmm. And then the other stop motion videos, and yeah. even I was like, this guy does a lot of stop motion. I just feel like we should, you know, he, he's so committed to YouTube, and he's the stop motion guy. Yeah, I, I just, I, I think when we conferred about it, it wasn't about, well, we can also do that. It was like we should work with the YouTube guy who's the stop motion guy. And it was a, it was a, an idea for a collaboration, but it wasn't the way collabs work now, which. Collabs today are based on just shared audience and right. growing your audience. Yeah. It was legitimately 
let's collaborate with someone who's going to bring the expertise to this idea that we need. We and had we, no right. clue how to do stop motion. And also getting Billy Reed in, oh, yeah, in, Billy involved. Oh yeah, Billy Reed was great. Uh, because. For the drawings. Yeah, because we. can't draw anything. Yeah, and he was like, well, Billy can draw it because we had done a, a few uh, like Science Channel collaborations with him, or, mm -hmm. or no, before that, even before that. I, I can't remember how he made. This was the first collaboration with Billy too, but we knew Billy from like way back, like him and Justine were like our two Rever. YouTube friends through, yeah, 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 yeah. Rever before yeah, yeah, yeah. Rever, yeah. But yeah, because it was stop motion, it was like, why try to emulate what you do when yeah. we could call you up? Yeah, yeah. So there was like an email exchange and the first phone call was we were in Birmingham. Mm -hmm. It was like, man, he talks quiet. I can barely hear him, but he's good <laughs> at stop motion. That's what I said to Rep when we got off the phone. And uh, I, I had no clue, you know, you were in LA. It was like, yeah, he's also in LA. Like this guy's legit, man. Mm -hmm. He's totally committed, like he's killing it. Mm -hmm. I, had no, I had no, no clue no, I, that I you were like. I think when you guys called me, I was literally out um, like, about to to go to like a soup kitchen or something like that because I I was that broke yeah and and I was like this a, a job yes <laughs> I was I was so quiet because I was trying to stop myself from crying <laughs> and I was like oh dude yeah, yeah so yeah of course I'll, I'll do it. yeah we're, yeah we're like because there was a I I'm trying yeah. to replay it because I remember it was like well yeah you'll have to come out here and yeah. I was like well I mean we'll We'll pay yeah, for we'll it. Pay, we have a sponsor. Pay, pay, all, pay all your expenses to come out. As soon as you said you have to come out here, I'm like, oh no, I, I won't be able to afford that. And then you said immediately. The very next thing was, uh, we'll we'll pay you. I mean, there's a sponsor involved. You know, the the t-shirt people, right? Yeah. Um, and I was like, oh, okay, good, good, good. You know. And so. and this kind of you know, uh, it's pretty epic what ended up happening. Yeah. You guys come out, and we have like basically a couple of days set aside to shoot this thing yeah. and in that time of trying to. It was right before Thanksgiving, right? Yeah, to, and we, we tried to shoot it and we realized that this is going to be more complicated. Now, all the shirts didn't oh, show up. That's what that's all what it was. Shirts. You remember that? Yeah, 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 yeah. So we then, we were like, guys, I'm sorry, we flew you both out here and it was like Lillington, or that basement studio Mm -hmm. And we we like did test shots right before Thanksgiving, and then we just kind of hung out. But my family was there, so you guys right. like paid for my Thanksgiving flight home because your parents mm -hmm. were moving to Clayton, North Carolina, right? Like, like literally fifteen minutes down. from yeah. us. What what are the chances? It's so crazy. So then you guys flew back. It was like, oh, we'll fly you back around Christmas. I'm like, perfect. Can you fly back for my birthday too? Like, <laughs> <laughs> it right. really worked out, yeah. We, we learned, I mean, everybody learned a lot on that, but we learned like, you, if you don't have all the props and you're relying on someone to ship them to you, yeah. you know, make sure the timing works on that. However, I've got a, a crazy story about that that you guys, I don't think I've told you guys. Um, do you remember how it took me like an extra like f three or four weeks to get you guys the video? Uh, it was because my hard drive crashed. <laughs> Um, I was, I you had two, I, I had two, yeah, I had two versions of the footage, right? Uh, and they were all in these old, like Western digital drives. Um, and I was like, oh, these, these drives are going out. You know, I need to, to make sure that this is, this is good, you know, and they're giant, giant files. So I set up an automator thing to automatically move all of the files over because one of, of the, my backup drive had died, you know? So I was like, okay, so I'll set up that to move from here to there. And instead of moving it, Every single file got deleted. What? Literally every single file. So I, I, I opened it up and it's like it, it's like that red, like the files are gone kind of thing. And I'm like, oh, 
My gosh. It's not like, we'll fly out a third time and do that. Right, like, it with was, like the shirts again. Yeah. yeah, it was like crazy to shoot that thing. It was nuts. It was so meticulous. It was one of the most meticulous things. And I just turned bright white. And I was like, <laughs> how am I going to tell these guys that I, I just lost everything? Oh, my gosh. They spent so much money flying us out twice. <laughs> like, I, can't, I, I messed this up for them. I will never work in this town again. This is the end. So that's why the video is you and Sup Ricky. <laughs> and the just, video is just me just being rotoscoped like, our faces over it. Yeah, yeah. It's just us going like, oh, it's a reverse shot of me going, that's a great video. Oh my gosh, did <laughs> you see this? It's perfect stuff. Well, how did you, you obviously recovered the footage. I you never even told us. It just took you four weeks to find it. <laughs> no, it, uh, it, so I couldn't afford, like I, I went to some of those like hard drive recovery places, right? And I, they were like, it's going to be $3,000. And at this point, I'm like, I, that's what, no, no, <laughs> my did. gosh, why? So I started researching on how to do hard drive recovery myself, and I did it. I, I, <laughs> I got all the footage. There were like 20 frames that were missing, or no, that weren't missing, that were like, that had a bunch of weird stuff on the side. So I rotoscope all that out, and I had to re-edit the entire video again. And that's why it took me... I think it was extra like two or three weeks. You right? edited the video twice. Twice, yeah. And yeah, it I don't. Was you all edited it all, deleted it. Files. Yeah, I don't remember being like thinking like, oh, this is overdue or anything. I don't. I mean, we had a really good relationship with that sponsor, so I don't. I don't remember ever thinking, man, he's yeah. taking a long time. So you covered it very well. I had a, two hellish weeks trying to recover that footage, <laughs> and like I, I had drafted an email that said guys i'm so sorry like i will pay you back for this and and like i drafted like a little payment plan to pay you guys back you know? <laughs> and i was like yeah, yeah well and the funny thing is is that video ended up doing really well. so much for us oh yeah i mean yeah there people who followed our career for a long time know that that was a very pivotal moment in which i would say it was like the first legitimate viral video you know, it was Free like, nice? yeah, I, yeah, it was the first one it, that was it, just when like. When you search for stop motion, that was the number one video for like a year. Yeah, it's, it's yeah. kind of what people kn knew us for at, at the time. Yeah, yeah. You're the t-shirt guys. I, I mean, to we this had day, had I still Facebook have the song and Yeah, yeah, yeah. You had the Facebook song and you had the. But the, yeah, this was. That was big too. This one, that ex it exploded more yeah. quickly. And I swear we came to LA before it was finished. Because I thought we looked at something, or it might, it might have been the next one we shot. Uh, it was the McDonald's. It was, it was the McDonald's. McDonald's That's what it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And of course, yeah, it, for us, it, for all three of us, it led to the agency for McDonald's and Coke. That was life for me. Then yeah. said- They were just going to copy us. Let's, yeah, we're going yeah. we to copy you guys and make a commercial, but the agency guy said- No, these guys are big. We should, we should ask them to do it. The same thing that you did with me. You know, yeah. like we just asked this guy to do stop motion. So a lot of the times, that was my very first like national commercial. And yeah. that was the first time that I was like, I could be a director. Ours too, yeah. It was like, because we talked them into, we want to shoot it in North Carolina again. Yeah. We had a, a bigger studio and like, so we Better shot stuff. that there. Yeah. So you and Billy came back out and we went through the whole thing. We made sure yeah. we had all the t-shirts before we flew you out. Uh -huh. You probably made sure to back up the hard drives three <laughs> I, times. I had six hard drives yeah. that were, had all this stuff like that. Too. But yeah, I mean, that, online. Was, that was super big. And I remember by the time T-Shirt War came out, Yeah. Um, we got a big push from Ray William Johnson, who we had never met or talked. We had actually met him, but we didn't know we had met him. Oh, yeah. I flew up right after we shot uh, T-Shirt War. I flew up to him because he paid for me to go there and like help him um, uh, switch to HD because everything was switching to HD. Mm -hmm. And he's very like on the button, you know? So he was like, 
this guy he does good videos online a lot of my early stuff was just like you guys you know and what he thought was just like okay this guy knows what he's doing I'll mm-hmm. just I'll just get him to let him work do it for me. yeah exactly so I, I'm doing with the home theater guy right now you know? <laughs> exactly. just let him do it so you were Ray, Ray William Johnson's YouTube home theater guy you went to yeah you went to New went York there, and you like said hey you can, you can shoot in widescreen you don't have to like stretch your four right. three he was doing some wacky stuff mm-hmm. with his webcam we upgraded yeah, was. his computer we upgraded his his everything and it, at that time, T-shirt war came out, so he gave us a solid. Yeah, so he, he was, was happy like, to promote you, and we were along for the ride. Uh-huh. After the big favor you gave him, oh, which yeah, was huge. Yeah. That was a huge jump too, you know. Right. When he kind of roasted us with that video. Yeah. Mm-hmm. First time I was publicly called a hipster. <laughs> I, I I don't even think I knew what a hipster was then. Because that was his until thing he back called then, me. Right. That. He just made fun of a lot of videos. Right. But yeah. he it was the very first time ever that he was like. Um, this video is so good that I'm having a hard time making fun of it, but bear with me, I'm gonna try anyway, do you remember? <laughs> yeah, 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 that. yeah, that was the way so he put then it. So uh, then he was like, okay, so what are we gonna do here? Should I link to you, should I link to them? I was like, at the time you could hack YouTube so that a video would show up on someone else's main page. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, so I told him, this will be 50-50, you know? It's like, it'll show up on my page, but the video's on their channel, right. so they'll get the ad money, I'll get the, the people checking out my stuff. I got, I had no clue, and I'm sorry, guys. You could have had these. I got 80,000 subscribers in like two days. Yeah, yeah. That's it was fine. nuts. It was nuts. I, th- I think that that's fair. Yeah? You know, you <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. You didn't tell us about that, but you also didn't tell us about deleting all of the hard drives. But fixing it, so that works out. Uh-huh. And then I remember when we were shooting T-Shirt War the second time, we were sitting in Cup of Joe waiting for Billy to to fly in yeah, and you were like, guys, I've decided I'm gonna start making a video every week. Oh yeah. And I'm gonna that. I'm gonna do a schedule. It's gonna be every week. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I remember thinking, you're crazy, man. Yeah, you can't do that. Can't. I did two videos a week for I think two, two videos. Years. Two Was videos, it two a, week? videos yes. a week. Tuesdays and Thursdays. Tuesdays and Thursdays. Yeah. And then after the week start my channel really started picking up a lot of steam. That started after T shirt work came around the same time you kinda executed your plan. Yeah. Two videos a week. Mm-hmm. That were like I started with one video a week and then I, okay. I, I opted to two, and and yeah, you blew good. up. Oh yeah, it worked. It certainly it worked, wasn't yeah. just T-shirt war. That was something. That was that was those eighty thousand subscribers. And yeah, but yeah, but but yeah, you're right. I got I got a million subscribers in something like three months. It was or three or four months. It was. And what was yeah. that time like? I mean, I guess. And we didn't have a for, as a point of reference. We didn't have a, for for a while. A after long that, time. I'm, a long time after that, maybe a year or two more. Well, more than that. We didn't yep. get to a million subscribers until you know probably twenty thirteen. So you just left us in the dust. Oh yeah, and then you guys left me in the dust after that. But, but it was. <laughs> You signed up for something nuts, and you yeah. th- you did it for two years. Yeah, what was years, that time yeah. like? Did you get did you turn the power on? You know, what? I turned the power on. I started dating Sarah. Um, you know, I didn't I, sleep a lot though. I didn't I'm, sleep. At I all, mean, no. given the amount of time that goes into your videos, every single night was up till three 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 thirty four o'clock in the morning. There were a couple videos where my vlogs were like, "Hey guys, what's up?" Thank goodness for the glasses, you know, because <laughs> my eyes are just super baggy. I still to this day. It, where I was exhausted, and there were a couple of videos where I say it in the vlog, guys. It's it's nine o'clock in the morning, and I've been up for forty eight hours. As soon as I hit upload on this, I'm gonna go sleep for a really long time, and then I would wake up, you know, eight hours later and start reading comments and responding to comments because you can't just put up a video, yeah. you know. 
You, you need to. And then moving on to the next one. Yeah, yeah. How'd you meet Sarah and when did this happen? We, there was, uh, YouTube came out with their super secret Google Nexus phone, right? And they flew us all up to San Francisco. She was working for Philip DeFranco at the time as like his manager. Um, and she, you know, we met there at Google, you know, because I didn't have any people with me. You know, it was around the same time, actually, that we were doing T-shirt war. Um, it was, so that December... Uh, I started talking to her and we started dating and we were like, well, let's never work together. We hear about the horrible things that happen when mm-hmm. people work together, right? And we both agreed, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so then she stops working for Phil and she starts thinking about, hey, I, I think I want to start like doing this managing thing, you know, because at the time I had called CAA, WME, all these agencies and management companies and they're all like, no thanks. Like we're mm-hmm. we're not going to do YouTube, you know? Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was like, ah, there's uh, there's no manager. She's like, what about if I do it? You know, I'm like, yeah, I think it'd be great for you to do it with other people. Um, <laughs> yeah. So then um, it was during the the McDonald's thing. You know, it, I was like, I was flying there, and I I prepped myself. I had the six hard drives, and I had like the shot list in my head, and I was like, I, I gotta like do a really good job. And then Sony calls me. Sony's like, guys, I, the uh, Joe, uh, I saw your videos. We want you to make eleven videos for us. Uh, and I'm like, that's nuts. No, that's that's crazy. That's that's 11 videos. Like, they go, no, it's not up on our channel. We want to create like a DVD that ships with our new bloggy cameras. That is like a, a manual. You know, instead of having like a PDF or something, it would be like a fun thing. Like how to shoot cat videos, how to shoot this, how to shoot fun sports videos. You know. So I'm like, okay, cool. So I told told Sarah, like, listen, I know we're not supposed to be working together, but. <laughs> If you could just take this one thing, you know, like yeah. I can't do this this call, and I think I remember negotiate for yeah, me. just like negotiate. And I, I'm in the middle of shooting this McDonald's thing. I cannot do this. I mean, this is way more important. You know, and she's like, okay, how much would you break even? I was like, I could do each video for like a thousand or two thousand dollars. So if you get it's like twenty or thirty thousand, like that would be that would be awesome. Like eleven thousand dollars, you know, thirty thousand dollars, and I could buy a new camera. So she comes back to me. She's like, would you be okay with making 13 videos? I'm like, yeah, yeah, you know, for $30,000. I still had the $30,000 in my mind. She goes, no, like, I think it's time for you to start your production company. I got you 110000 <laughs> I'm like, oh, my gosh. So so literally that, that like, area in my life, that time in my life, I bought, like. Big turnaround. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I bought a 4K camera. I start, I hired someone for the first time. Uh, all that money went really fast, you know, because I poured it all back into doing the YouTube videos and I bought new editing stuff. And mm-hmm. it, it like to this day, I still have some of the stuff from that era, even though it was like five or six years ago, you know, right. because, it, you know, we bought like top of the line stuff and, and we were able to make more commercials. But she was your manager. So you stopped dating. Listen, you know, we stopped dating and got married instead. So. <laughs> yeah, that simplifies things. Uh-huh. And then it wasn't too... If she's my manager, she's taking 15%. You might as well go into a joint yeah, account. Exactly. <laughs> right, yeah, yeah, let's share this checking account. Yeah. So, and then shortly after that, I mean, in 2011, she turns around and, and founds Big Frame. Yeah, yeah. So she, well, she started the cloud media before that. Okay. Uh, and then, you know, she found a partner. They switched the name to Big Frame. And then eventually they sold to DreamWorks, you know, so... Right. So that was that was huge. Well, like fifteen million dollar huge. Oh, yeah, something like she Let's didn't be get specific. Fif- <laughs> she didn't get fifteen million dollars. But that's what the, but, the, you the know, company that, purchased. That's what price the company. Was. Yeah. So you know, a lot of the investors got their money back first. But yeah, we got a good, uh, nice chunk of change for that, which you know made us be okay with buying a house here in yeah. in Los Angeles, which is not an easy thing to do. Right. Which we're all learning. Yeah. yeah. But okay. Yeah. And I want to talk about that. How this lines up because 
Um, you it's know, the most I've ever talked about money, just so you know. Like every <laughs> single uh, interview that I've ever done, like they said, do you have any stipulations? And, and, you know, if it's a TV thing, we're like, don't talk about money. But, you know, it's like... Well, the sale, people, people the sale is hear. public knowledge. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. It's all public e- knowledge. even yeah. in terms of like, you know, the Sony gig, it's like that's... You just, we didn't have a point of reference. I think yeah. the thing that Sarah brought was just a power of a point of reference. Exactly. That it, it wasn't. None I mean, of us was, knew how much what we were doing was worth. Oh, yeah. yeah. Nobody knew. And we were everyone was like undervaluing it. Thousand dollar brand Everybody deals. was oh, undervaluing yeah. it. Every single person, yeah. Yeah, I mean, off the, off, even after that t shirt war, once we, we uh, paid you guys and the travel stuff, we probably made like $2,000 off that video, pocketed. Right. You know, it's like yeah. no one knew, no one knew. What, what to do. Yeah. But, and a really interesting thing has happened. I mean, like that's a, ma- a major part of of your story too. Mm-hmm. Is that you know, um, the success that you experienced and kind of moving and trying different things. Yeah. But you know, YouTube has changed a whole lot. It has. You know, and it, it's interesting when you look at your videos today. You're making videos that are as high or really higher quality than you ever made in 09 and right. 2010 and 2011. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But the audience has changed so much that a video, like your your recent videos, like you know the, the yarn animation video, yeah. that video would have gotten a few million views Definitely. three years ago. Mm-hmm. And I mean, Rubik's Cube animation, how many Rubik's Cubes? Like how, 1,200 how many, uh, different Rubik's Cubes, 1,300 almost, you know. How many, how many solutions, like over 1,000? Different I don't, permutations. I don't know. Uh, hello? Is it, well, we're getting a phone call. Wait, there's that's a phone that's in never happened. Well, So yeah. I knew that you were going to ask that question. I, I had a guy call me with all the math. Uh, <laughs> uh, the, I don't know. I mean, if you do the math on that on that video, I, I mean, it's in millions I mean, for sure. But there's this principle that is involved in all your videos, which is I'm going to put a bunch of time and effort and thought and planning and execution into this thing to create this. And half of the enjoyment of your videos is appreciating or trying to appreciate what exactly happened. And that's that's why T-Shirt War ended up working when it did because if you just show it to somebody and they don't stop and think, they're just like, it just washes over them. But the moment that you can see it in somebody's eyes when they're watching that video, when they understand these guys changed T-shirts Every single time. Two, over 200 times. Yeah. When, that's how your videos work. There's a moment where you get it. Right. And then you appreciate it. And three, four years ago on YouTube, that translated into an amazing right. viral potential. Yeah. Why is that not happening now? I don't know. Um, I, I don't know the reason why. I mean, one reason, of course, is because of volume. You know, there's a lot of stuff out there and a lot of really well-produced stuff out there. So it's tougher to like poke through, you know, the the massive amount of people and crazy mm-hmm. amounts of hours that are being uploaded. Um, there's also been a younger audience coming in, which are more interested in, in uh, personalities, you know, so yeah. cult of personality. So I think that that's another thing too. Um, but, you know, for me, I've, I've, you know, I've been asked a lot of times, like, how do you, how do you get big on YouTube? Like, how do you, how do you do it? You know, it's like, if you're asking that question, it, it, you won't because, you're not doing what you love, you know. It's mm-hmm. it, and it sounds so cliche, and you know you read about it in like self help books and things like that, but it's so true. It's that if you're not putting every single amount of effort that you can into every single video, um, then you know, at least for me, I'm I'm not getting the enjoyment out of mm-hmm. it. So I it'll be clear that it, I won't be getting the enjoyment out of it. You know, some people are perfectly content with just doing a, a daily vlog, you know, or something like that, and it's fun for them. You know, I I just don't get that out of it. 
But right. but when but how do you apply? How how do you deal with the fact that okay, you know, an amazing Rubik's cube stop motion video that would be a two million view video is yeah. a four hundred thousand view video. Mm-hmm. I mean, how how do how do you interact with that? Yeah, it's just for yourself. I, I'm not gonna say that it's not like it doesn't affect me at all. You know, of course, you know, it'd be like, oh, man, you know, I just think that, you know, it's like, oh, it, this would have been two million hits the f- two or three years ago, you know, when there weren't that many people on, on the, on the, or like when this was brand new. Oh, well, next to, on to the next thing, you know, so I would, I, I mean, I would still be doing it literally if I would just post it and it did, didn't even hit 301 plus, you know, mm-hmm. uh, I would still be doing it because for me, it's what I get out of it is, is making the actual video, you know, and if I just wanted just to make money off of it and you know and if it was a, a views or uh, or or fame kind of thing i would have stopped a long time ago mm-hmm. you know i would have I, I would have gone into production you know by you know just making uh, videos as a production company you can right. make a lot more money than than you know just doing uh, youtube you know trying to like make youtube videos mm-hmm. sometimes you know but your uh, strategy is shifting well maybe strategy is not the is. right word yeah you're my approach. I mean, what, your maybe. approach is shifting. Yeah. Is is it independent of performance, and is it just because of where you want to go next? And yeah. what is that? Yeah, it's independent of performance. It's uh, yeah. Well, I won't say it's independent completely of performance. You know, on videos, it's it's um it's it made it a good time to shift because I've always wanted to get into narrative. Yeah. You know, to make movies, to make TV shows, to make stories you know and and to really i've always been on camera as a necessity because i didn't have money to pay actors you know mm-hmm. um so i've i've always wanted to to direct a movie and now you know i've slowly been working towards it. i started with meridian which is my first short film mm-hmm. and then something called instant getaway and then i was like let's make an entire reel of a movie which is 40 minutes you know so i made 40 minute short film um all that were, you know, a lot of it was self-funded. I worked. Forty with, minutes is a what? Is a reel of a, a reel. movie? Yeah, yeah. I so. haven't heard that. Meaning, it's a demo. It's not a movie because it's forty minutes, but it's not right. a short film because it's not short. It's technically a short film. Yeah, a, a reel is what they used to use for projections. You know, so like you can fit forty minutes of a movie into a big reel, and then there's like a little flash on the screen, ah. and then it switches to the next reel where one. But stops. if you can make a reel, yeah, you can make a movie. It's, it, it is you've made, yeah, you've made a third of a movie. Yeah. yeah, you know it's a good practice for me to make a movie. And is it? I saw an interesting comment at the top mm-hmm. of it. The question on on that one was: Are you building a cohesive sci-fi universe, <laughs> like b- between Meridian, Instant Getaway, Beyond? Yeah, yeah. And we, you were like, "You're on to us." Mm-hmm. Were you being facetious, or is it cohesive? No, it is. Yeah, it, it definitely was. I mean, there's the same company, the same kind of uh, kind but of characters. Uh, not the, same, not the characters, same characters, not but the same stories, but there's definitely the same company. Cypher is the same one. Um, you know, we are we have so many things hidden and beyond that are for the next thing that we're making. Um, you know, so I I want so to, it is a cohesive. It it all makes sense together. Yeah, yeah, enough where it's it's like a spinoff almost. You know what? So what is the next thing? Well, the next thing is going to be a movie. I'm calling it Redshift. Um, and that's just a working Red title. Shift? Red Shift? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I haven't told you about this, Link. I am the lead. He's and the it's lead me driving a yeah. stick shift. Mm-hmm. It all takes place. It's like that movie with uh, 
with what's his name in it that all takes place all in the oh, car. Oh, with uh, Tom Hardy. Yeah, Tom Hardy. It's Locke. just like that. It's just like Locke, but it's me and it's a stick shift. It's yeah, me yeah. trying to figure out how And to, he doesn't know how to drive a stick and shift. And I burn the, the clutch out. Like the, the conflict is I burn the clutch out. Mm-hmm. So and he's got to push the car. Yeah, and I push the car and then that's it. I pretty and then much there's an explosion. A lot of special effects. Oh, there's so. an explosion. A lot of explosion. Yeah, it's, it's mostly It's actually called red shifts. Yeah. <laughs> it's not red it's, shifts. It's all sh- shot in a green screen too. Yeah. Yeah, we're, we're very excited about it. Yeah, yeah. It's the first time that we're talking about it here. <laughs> okay, red shift. Oh, that's what it is. Like the Big Bang. Uh-huh. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, and we're going to be shooting up in Detroit. Uh, so we're, I think Ooh, so. post-apocalyptic, huh? Yes, it is, yeah. Mm-hmm. A- <laughs> A.K.A. Detroit. A- A.K.A. Detroit. Yeah, exactly. Have you been uh-huh. up there before? I know, but some people are <laughs> listening to Detroit and they're like rolling their eyes right now. <laughs> yeah, of mm-hmm. course, we get all the post-apocalyptic movies <laughs> shot here uh-huh. now. Um, yeah, I mean, there, there's, it's incredible up there. There, I've been doing like some digi scouting, is what I call it. Um, you know, we've paid a couple of photographers to go out and take pictures, but I'm walking around with uh, uh, Google Street View. Yeah, uh, and it's it, you. I didn't know this, but on the top left, you can like switch around. There's a little slider that says historical views, so you can go back to like 2009, 2007 when they started doing it with crappier cameras. Yeah, and like you click on 2009, and you know it's beautiful neighborhoods and lush lawns and things like that and then you move on to to nowadays and it's just like trees growing through houses and like totally forgotten and and entire neighborhoods that are just giant blades of grass growing and stuff like that and it's yeah it's perfect perfect for the movie that we so when do you shoot i'm hoping to shoot this year before uh before winter are you self-funding this too or no this this one is is a lot more expensive so i'd have to like sell a couple houses uh, or something you know so, to, so do you have a partner or are you getting sponsors or yeah yeah we have a producer that's attached um and now we're looking for financiers um and we have two financiers that are interested so so yeah we'll hopefully we'll be able to announce something soon well and keep you, us posted yeah, yeah yeah that's exciting definitely yeah and thanks for giving us this story and uh yeah it was cool to have a part in it you know i, I didn't you guys have no clue how big of a part you had in my life yeah, it was it was huge I, I'm mm. I'm kind of floored by that, you know. Mm. I I it played a huge part, and you played a huge part in our career too. So it was just yeah. a, it was a confluence of things. So it was it's not a like, true collaboration. It's yeah. cer- it's certainly not a you're welcome. It's a wow. Well, it was for us too. So <laughs> that's that great. Was a, that's yeah. cool. We just need Billy Reed in that seat. Over I know, there. right? It'd be like a big reunion. <laughs> 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 All right. Well, we could wait, but I don't. We or haven't you, made yeah, any phone you calls. could just find a, a spot to do an amazing Mr. Guitar Man signature. All right, cool. Thanks, man. Thank you. And there you have it, our Ear Biscuit with Joe Pena, a.k.a. Mystery Guitar Man. Let him know how you feel about this Ear Biscuit or just what you think about it, what you think and feel about it. His Twitter is Mystery Guitar. M, because you couldn't fit Mr. Guitar Man. Apparently, that's too long. Mr. Guitar M, he or might, Mr. Guitarm. He he might could have fit Mr. Guitar Ma, but that's probably someone else. That's right. like that's his ma. Let him know. That's hashtag his mom's Twitter. Hashtag Ear Biscuits, and remember, we appreciate your reviews on iTunes. I feel like the title, uh, the title, the um, the tables were turned a little bit in this Ear Biscuit. You know, we were we were surprised by a number of things, uh, and I just want. You know, just kind of recap those and hear your thoughts. But um, one, the hard drive story. But two, just I, I was the fact that he was appreciative to us for being instrumental in 
helping kind of set him on his career path. Well, we and didn't I did, realize. I, I didn't realize. We didn't know what position he was in at the time that we asked him to do this. We were like, well, this guy moved to LA. I mean, when YouTube moves you to LA, that means you've made it, right? That was what we thought. And little did we know that he's literally uh, taking power from the outlet in the hallway mm-hmm. and in there with nothing but a computer in his in his uh, apartment. If, I mean, I don't know if we would have done anything differently, if, you know, if we hadn't known that. Mm-mm. But it's just weird that we had no idea that he was struggling and that this was like a really big opportunity. We were just like, this guy's great at this. We need him in order to make this video good and this would be cool to collaborate. And it, you know, so I'm flattered that uh, he wanted to tell us, "Hey, you guys were more instrumental in my career than you even you even appreciated or knew." And like I said to him, I, that goes both ways. You know, a T-shirt war had a tremendous impact on our career as well. I mean, there's people who still come up to us yeah. today. It's kind of the tra- it's the trademark video for a lot of people, and was for a long time for I, everybody. Yeah, I remember uh, when when we were in LA for something and then a, uh, some kids who were visiting from Saudi Arabia recognized us and came up to us. Do you remember that? Yeah. It was, and it was, and they were talking about T-shirt war and that was just the first international fans that we ever met. Cause you didn't, I mean, even though those people spoke English, you didn't have to understand English or have any cultural reference in order to, to appreciate that video. So yeah, thank you Joe for doing that for us. Yeah, and, and certainly there were it, it his uh his success rests on you know how great his work is. Right. It's not it's not that we gave him an opportunity. Yeah. It was just a collaboration. Well, and thank you for somehow recovering that footage. Oh man, which you know I do remember now. My memory of that time because it has been years now. You know, my memory of that time is pretty foggy, but I do remember there being a little bit of a delay. We we worked with a really uh, you know an easygoing sponsor so they weren't like demanding that it be done. And I was just like, oh, this must be taking a while. I remember thinking it was taking longer than we anticipated, but it wasn't like there was a deadline. So I don't remember get, p- getting panicky or anything. There was but a we little bit of- asking them about it. Wondering why we're not seeing anything. But <laughs> yeah. he was just like, I'm working on it. And, and we weren't, it wasn't- I'm working on recovering that it even exists. Right, and uh, I mean, I'm kinda glad he didn't tell us. What would what what good would it have done? Nothing. Well, I th- we probably would have paid for the recovery fee. I think that's what would have happened. Oh, yeah. it, well, it probably, I'm definitely glad he didn't tell us. It probably <laughs> because that would have been all the profit from the video going yeah. into recovering the. Uh, that's true. But it might would have. Uh, how many years were knocked off Joe's life in the panic zone of trying to recover that data? Oh, well, that makes a more epic story. I, I don't want to. That's what you should remember. On that. That's what you should remember when you're going through something difficult. Is that maybe this will become an epic story on a podcast someday. <laughs> All right. Does that give you hope? Your biscuits here? I'm, I'm gonna carry that into the next bad thing that happens to me and you know what, you guys do the same. Maybe you don't have a podcast but maybe there's something that you have. You that, have a story. Like a friend. Yeah, just tell your friend. Or someone who can hear your story or or not, I'm just, try, I'm just trying to help you out. Or here. just talk to yourself, a lot of people do that. You can talk to yourself in the mirror. This would be a good story to tell myself <laughs> when this is over with. All right, we'll be back here and you keep talking to yourself. It's better to have a good story than a good time. Debate that amongst yourselves. We'll talk at you next week.